Okay, welcome you guys. Welcome. My name is Chloe Bellatori. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. Um, Pat Allen was my mentor and I use a lot of the tools that she taught me. I also use the tools of transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. And I use tools that I've created myself because I've been doing this work for over 10 years. I am 20 years married. Well, just about 21 years married, actually. Um, I found this work myself when I was about 10 years in and my marriage was struggling, though a lot of people come to this work as singletons. And that's what really attracted me to this work is I saw a tremendous transformation in a neighbor um, where she went from being like a single mom and always struggling, um, never really having a steady partner, never really having a steady income. And within a few years, really had a dramatic transformation. Her life went to making, you know, over a million dollars a year, married this amazing guy, the guy of her dreams. And so when I saw that, I thought that, you know, give me some of that. I want to find out what she's doing. And so that was my entry point into this work. Um, for me at the time, I wasn't even sure what I was unhappy about, but doing this work helped me discover that. And um, it's meant to provoke a catharsis because that's how we really grow and how we really heal. Um, my specialty is dating and relationships, but the ultimate relationship is really the one that you have with yourself. So a lot of this work comes back to that. Um when we talk about relationships, we are talking um, a lot often, especially about problems in relationships, we're often talking about childhood trauma and the results of childhood trauma, whether that's trauma with a big T or a small T. Um, just being a child in itself can be traumatic because you come into an existing situation as kind of an immigrant, right? Um, so this when we have any kind of childhood trauma that causes us to become imbalanced and that threatens the health of our relationships everything is really the the key to relationships is really about balance and having those two complementary energies the yin energy and the yang energy Everybody is both. Everybody is masculine. Everybody is feminine. And everybody has their own unique balance within themselves that may be shifting and flowing just like the yin-yang symbol throughout their lives. For example, as women get older, we become more masculine because we have drop-offs in estrogen. As men get older, they tend to be and enter andropause, they tend to become more yin or feminine because they have a drop off in testosterone. So these aren't fixed qualities, but it's helpful to understand your own masculine and feminine sides. And if you have a very strong masculine side and a very strong feminine side, that means you're having arguments between your heart and your head. And that also is the definition of an alpha. Okay. So alphas aren't bullies. A lot of people think alphas are bullies and they're dominant and domineering, but actually alphas are those who have a strong feminine side and a strong masculine side. And that is why this work is so appealing to alphas because it helps 
give you a rubric for decision-making because when your heart and your head are always arguing, it's harder to make decisions. Okay. So what are feminine and masculine? There's a lot of misunderstanding about these terms and they're loaded terms. Let's face it. Um, look, you can have a perfectly happy, healthy relationship between a feminine man and a masculine woman. So it's really not about organs as much as it is about energy. Okay. And you might even be more masculine with one person and more feminine with another person. Sometimes I have clients who go back and forth who are, who will sometimes try a relationship or at least just dating a person in their feminine, and then they'll try dating a person in their masculine and see which one is, feels more authentic. Um, okay. So feminine qualities, this is the right side of the brain. This is the world of feelings, of creativity, of spirituality, sensuality, sexuality. It is receiving. It is passive, patient, vulnerable. Um, feminine energy is in the world to make it fun, but it's not of the world. Okay. It's the realm of magic, um, relating. These are, these are the feminine traits. Okay masculine or yang energy. This is very linear, logical, the world of ideas. Most of our us are in our masculine at work because we're competing, conquering, controlling, right? Um, we're making decisions. We're achieving. Masculine energy is giving, nurturing, taking care of, advocating. Um, it's the world of ideas. It's very much of this world. Um, a good metaphor for masculine energy is br is our bricks and a good energy um, metaphor for feminine energy is flowers. Okay. And if you want to learn more about yin and yang and yin yang values, there's a wonderful book by Dr. Kim and Dr. Lee here. I'll put it in the chat called the yin yang of life. And it really breaks down everything on the planet between um, yin and yang, masculine and feminine. I mean, foods, wines, um, weather, colors. So, you you know, every time I look at that book, I learn so, or I see something new. Um, so those are the definitions that we are working with. Um, you know, obviously, yin and yang philosophy is thousands and thousands of years old. Then we also have the studies of Roger Sperry, who was the one who proved that we have these two different hemispheres of the brain. So this work is very multidisciplinary in that it, it brings in science, it brings in psychology, Carl Jung defining consciousness as this balance between feminine and masculine. Um, it brings in philosophy. We can see these principles reflected in reality television, um, in literature, in the people who are talking at the table next to us, having a conflict. And when you understand these dynamics, you really have an edge in communicating and understanding what is happening between two people. And so I know that one of the things that people really look are, well, I'm always asked about red flags. And so this work, while it doesn't prevent you from getting hurt or rejected or being vulnerable, it does mitigate it. Because one of the effects of childhood trauma is that we're often 
scripted to see certain things and ignore other things. And so this work helps you unwrap your scripting, reveal your scripting to yourself so that you can see things more clearly. A lot of times we have all the options and all the answers in front of us and maybe even the love of our life, but we can't see it because of our scripting. And I had a really great um, experience with a client pretty recently where, you know, she had dated this guy a few times and she was saying, "Uh, I don't know, Chloe, he's not really, I don't know if I like him or not. I mean, yes, he, he checks a lot of my boxes, by the way, you don't get everything like 60 to 70% is great. He checks a lot of my boxes, but I don't know if the chemistry's there. And so she ended up telling him, "Eh, you know, I think we're going to just be friends. But she stayed in contact with this guy because she was thinking about doing um, a work, a work collaboration with him. And ultimately, you know, she's communicating and being with him. And she started to think maybe she was wrong. Maybe, maybe the chemistry was building a little bit. And so I encouraged her to kiss him and see how it went, you know, or to receive a kiss because she wants to be in the feminine and it was like fireworks. So, you know, it was a situation in which she had almost counted this guy out and now they've been together for quite a while. They're getting married. He's he's very wealthy. She's designing the house. So it's just, it's been one of a really big success story. And I just use that example because you know, sometimes we have such fixed ideas in our head that they tend to make us myopic. So anytime you're looking at like absolutes and your thinking is like never and always, and I never meet anyone or everyone who likes me, I don't like, and everyone I like doesn't like me. That's when you know you're in a script, And it's not really reality, but it's based on the survival conclusions you made as a child that were really just strategies to get along with the people who own the refrigerator. They're not really existential truths. And so a lot of my work is unwrapping and unwinding those beliefs because when they occur between the ages of zero and 12, they have a greater valence or power over us. And so it takes a while. Um, look, Freud thought that you were cooked by age three, basically. Uh, now we know that the brain is plastic. The brain can change. There's a great book about that too. Um, the brain that changes itself by Norman Deutsch. And he's a neuroscientist. I think he's in, I'm pretty sure he's in, um, the Los Angeles area actually. Um, but it's it's a lot about stroke victims, but you can also apply it to any kind of change that you're doing in your brain. And when we do this work, that's what we're doing. We're changing our thoughts. We're changing our beliefs. We're opening up to new ways of being. A lot of times that is more painful than we anticipate um, because change is inherently painful, even change for the better. And I think that's something that is greatly misunderstood. Um a lot of times people start making changes and things are going well. And especially when you start this work, you often see results very quickly um, and things are going well and everything's going great. And then suddenly you hit like a, a cathart, you hit an issue or a bump um, in the road. 
you know, and that can be anything, you know, I was talking last week about a client that um, is just learning how to relax. So for her, a bump in the road is actually relaxing because that's triggering her hypervigilance, right? Because she's been taught that she can't relax. She can't from childhood with her parents always fighting. And she just learned that there was always going to be another shoe dropping. So why the hell should she relax? Well, obviously that's not true in adult life. The other shoe isn't always dropping, but if you hold that belief, that will become your reality or it becomes your reality. And so I help people when they get stuck on an issue, move through that. Um, and like I said, it's it's been a painful process for her to learn to relax. And it sounds crazy and it sounds ironic and nutty, but because she's always been valued for work and for her achievements, which for a woman is dystonic um, or a feminine energy person, it's dystonic. Um, she's finding it very hard to stop achieving because the fear is, of course, that then she will be valueless. Um, so women actually are the opposite. Women need to feel good to do good. Men need to do good to feel good. So when men become dystonic, it's usually because they've been neglected or they've been spoiled, but in some way they haven't received the respect and the responsibility they needed in childhood. Um, so they never grow up. So the prototype for that, um, or the archetype for that is often Peter Pan. And then the reverse is the Wendy. So those are very common scripts that I work with common dystonic scripts. Um, I've written three books on this work as well. Um, I'm going to put some of my credentials in the meetup. So if you guys are interested in learning more about this work, you can do that. I also teach this work several times a year. Um, we just finished an introduction for this. Oh, why is it doing that? Okay. Okay. Um, we just finished the module one introduction. We'll probably be starting the module two soon. Um, but you can sign up for that under module packages. It's just a really great way to, we work in a smaller group. It's longer. I do a little deeper information and then everyone gets a chance to apply that, that those theories to their lives. Cause I'm really about getting results for you guys. Um, and so everything has to be applied and be useful for it to even really be discussed. Um, that was one of my frustrations when I was going through a lot of my struggles and was going to therapy and trying to get answers was, you know, it's great. You tell somebody your problems and that's nice. Somebody listens and they reflect you, but ultimately things don't really change. And so that's why I love this work is because you really get to see change. Um, so, yeah, so that's a good introduction to this work or those modules. Um, you check out my website of collateral there, TikTok, Instagram, all that. So um, that is there for you guys. And now my favorite part, I'm going to take your questions. Look, I work with men. I work with women. I work with couples. I work with teenagers. You can ask me about dating. You can ask me about relationships. You can ask me about communication, work problems, family problems. Um, I also love to hear your updates because when we share these things, you know, it just deepens the work. And it's not just about listening to me. Then I often give homework. You've got to then go do the homework. That's part of the experience. Okay. Hi, Lee. Hey there. 
how's it going? All right. Well. Okay. I'm not. I'm not hearing a cheery voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to give you an update on the karaoke situation. Person. Yes. Uh, what's happening? Did you ask her out this week? Yes. Yay. Um, first of all, I was not nervous at all. Good. Um, I went in and it felt, okay. like, felt like normal. Uh, I've spent two months just kind of getting to know this person. I went to see a, a one woman show she's in and, and I just, you know, some synchronicities had happened. And I thought this, I was getting a lot of green lights and I think she's just a great person. And I thought Tuesday night, I, I felt like it's time. We, we sang the song. We did the duet together like we planned last week. We did the song from Little Shop of Horrors. It's a duet called Suddenly, Suddenly Seymour. We did that together. And after we finished, I went over to her. And I, <laughs> I was down on one knee because <laughs> she was working <laughs> at the machine. And I, I used the technique. And I asked her, you know, how would you feel about meeting me for coffee or drinks or getting some dinner sometime? Mm-hmm. I will never, ever forget the look on this woman's face. And it was just one of complete and utter disgust for me. She just, it was like, it was like, if I could write that expression into words, it was like saying, oh no, he likes me type look. Okay. I mean, just, she just kind of repulsed by the question. And did she say anything? Yes. She turned back to me and she said, actually, I'm, I'm, I already have a partner. Okay. So, so I said, oh, oh, you got a boyfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. I presume boyfriend. Cause I right. guess neither you could mean. It, it could, could be mean, a girlfriend. It could yeah. be a girlfriend. It doesn't have to mean that. Right. Um, And so. For the next three minutes, I don't remember what happened. All I remember is words were coming out of my mouth and it was all a blur. And I'm stammering some, probably some nonsense about following a script. I can't remember what I said. I just sort of stepped away politely and paid for my drinks. And I went to another bar and had a few drinks because I, I took it pretty hard. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was humiliating. It was. Um, but why? She has another person in her life, she said. I know that, but I did this in front of people and, and there were, you know, and. But you did nothing wrong. I know you that. Did nothing to be ashamed of. That's what I want to get through to you. Even well, though she doesn't didn't say yes, that means you didn't. That doesn't mean you did something wrong. I know that, but I'm kind of like one of these rescue dogs who's been through the rejection so many times it, 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 I feel things very deeply and, and my way of processing is to just retreat from the world and cry. And it's, it's um, in the moment I was hurting so much. I couldn't see the forest for the trees, you know? Okay. And, And you think you did everything wrong in that moment. You think you did, but that's the scripting. And so that's the childhood you know, scripting. That's what it's convenient. Okay. It's also, it's also just from the years of those goddamn dating apps 
where you get swiped and ghosted so many times. I just want to shoot the fucking technology. These stupid dating apps, man, they will mess you up. The reason I'm proud of myself. I mean, it's I'm it's I'm it's incredibly crazy. proud of you. And we knew this was going to be a trigger. It was already a trigger. So I'm <laughs> really glad that you went for it and went all the way with it and asked her I, out. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I, I, I've been processing it for a couple of days and, you know, I, I think the reason I'm really proud of myself is because the more I think about it, I actually did everything right. Probably mm -hmm. for the first time in years, mm -hmm. you know, I took two months just to get to know this person as a person and to feel the situation out and, I finally used these tools and I had the courage to actually in an ethical profession, you know, nice human way. Yes. Ethical, respectful, you know, and tactful and all that. How did I know? She, I didn't have a clue. I mean, one, I, there've been several times where I've the subject of a, of a possible date or partner has come up. She never said anything. So I had no clue. Well, that's why I'm about. kind of thinking because she used the word partner that she's probably not heterosexual. Well, I'll tell you about that. Interesting what happened at lunch today. It, 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 I found out today from a friend I had lunch with it. It is a guy. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. It is a guy, she said. Yeah, because it's this is all people in the karaoke community where I live. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I will tell you. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts a lot. But I somehow feel in a weird way, I feel stronger. Yes. And, and, and I feel more human. In spite of the pain, it's like it's it sucks, you know, but you did something that you wanted regardless of the pain. And so that builds your self-confidence and self-esteem. And it's yeah. you're and, triggered. And Look, we we have. Yeah, go, go ahead. My friend, when I left to go to the other bar, there's another place that has karaoke. And, you know, I'll tell you all, man, you know, you got friends when when people can tell you're down and they come up and say, is everything okay? How are you doing, man? And they could tell I was, I so I was going through a rough time, and mm -hmm. I had so many people come up that you know just reassuringly, compassionately, and that's when I said, you know, that's that's how you know you got friends and people care about you and stuff. And I just I feel like the pattern, the, the wound is coming from the pattern of so many rejections and getting shot. It's down. coming from the childhood. And, it's and the child. Every time we're triggered, it's not ever what's really happening in that moment. It's triggering by definition is a trigger back is a hearkening back to the original wound. So it's touching the wound that you had as a child that still needs healing. That's why you're having such a big reaction to it. Because when also children too, also too, Chloe, I'm this is being me very transparent with everybody here as strangers, but I, I have just, it's happened so many times, honey, that I'm, I just think I'm too complex of a person for a relationship. No, 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 no. There's a I'm lid for every I'm too, I'm too sensitive. I'm too complex. And it, it, I would have made, I would have found somebody by now. I'm not going to tell my age, but it's. No, no, no. Like, I have clients in their eighties. No, I know you're not 80. No, but I still feel like. I know it's I would have touching. Found someone by now, and I just don't think I have the groove or the finesse or whatever it takes to maintain a relate the stamina. It's I just, mean, at least you found it, out that she doesn't. She didn't lie to you. 
No, but you know, I, I should have, I, I never saw the smile and eye contact in the beginning and I should have listened to that. Oh, okay. I thought I was just, I was just getting to know her and I thought she was a nice person and I, but I thought she kind of might be warming up to me with little things. Oh, and those damn synchronicities I kept seeing. And that doesn't mean that what, look, just because it didn't work out the way you wanted to, it doesn't mean you did anything wrong or that there's anything wrong with you. Those are assumptions that we make in childhood when we have to attach to our parents and sacrifice our authenticity. I've had so many women tell me, try to correct me and tell me everything I've done wrong and everything I've done wrong. And it just, it just destroys my self-confidence. When well, I- we're not going to talk to those women, right? Those aren't women that you're looking for. But you I'm found just- someone that was feminine. You didn't get the eye contact, but you were building a friendship with her. And it turned out she has a boyfriend. That's all that happened. You weren't no, even just, really rejected. <laughs> It would have been nice to know that before I asked her out. No, no, no. You weren't rejected. This whole story. Now I'm like hearing this whole story. You weren't even rejected. If you had told, I mean, even if you were rejected, who cares? But even in this case, you weren't even rejected. She already has somebody. Yeah, I get it. So you still get all your points for doing it. And... This is going to build you for the next time. And you're already yeah. feeling a little bit of that in- empowerment and increased self-confidence because you acted on what you truly wanted. And that is so important for you as a person, as a man. Yeah. So and I'm I, like, I this is a total a win. It's going to take a while for me to, to get back to my balance again, you know, yeah. but you know, thank God for beer and alcohol because <laughs> that's all I have to say. But not too much. But yes, once in a while, it's okay. Oh, it's okay, been so- my only friend apart from the guys at karaoke were the same with me. Those, it's just, you know. But anyway, thanks for letting me share. I just thought I'd let you know I did it. I wasn't nervous. But Good. The, af- the aftermath was devastating for me. Right. You got triggered. It's a, you know, and you are going to desensitize to these rejections now that you're more conscious about what's happening. See, in the past, before you found this work, the rejections all built into this vision of you that was negative as like a re- as a loser and being rejected and all these ideas that you have about yourself. But now that you know this work, you can see you become aware of these ideas. You can see the fallacy in them and you're starting to change. One of the things she said, one of the things she said right after I had asked her, the first thing she said was, I already have a partner. Mm -hmm. I was first, she gave me that expression in her eyes. I'll never, ever forget that. I don't ever want to have to see that look in a woman's eyes again. That just destroyed me. It was this look of absolute repulsion and just oh no he likes me no i'm sure that's what it looked but then but but okay but then but then then she said then she said then she said um you know she's already has a partner and then she said something about i know it takes a lot of courage for you to do that for people to do this it takes a lot of guts and I, I was just stammering. I was like, words were coming out of my mouth, but I can't remember them. It's all a blur. Right. I, went, I went into some sort of other dimension. Right. 
And I just had to get the fuck out of there. Okay. And I just, I walked away and people were coming up saying, Hey, you sang really good. And I'm thinking, yeah, thank you too. You know? Right. And I just, so you were getting a lot of compliments. The silver lining of this night is you got a ton of compliments and a ton of support and you even got your feelings cherished. That's it. And you I know it's been a couple of days. And like I said, I've been processing it and I think it's, you know, it's, it's been a couple of weird weeks for me. I found mm-hmm. it, my teaching job is that I had was is canceled. I won't be teaching again and other stressful things in my life. And so it's a the, weird time. It's just been a weird couple. Ever You're since not the, the only person. July, it's like Mercury that. is in retrograde or something the last two weeks. I don't know, but that's my story. I appreciate you listening. And like I said, the positive is I'm really proud of myself because I actually did everything right. Really. Mm-hmm. The more I think about it, I, I, what I did was so, I'm so proud of myself for just having the guts to do it. And I am too. I am too. When I first heard your voice, I was like, oh, I hope he did it. And you did do it. And I feel more human, but it's like, I'm aware of the wounds and the triggers. Like I use that analogy of a rescue, a dog that's when they come out of rescue because they've been kicked and these poor animals have been treated so badly. And and then my mom and dad have a rescue animal and it snaps at the most subtle things they think you're you did nothing wrong but they think right and you can't really it's really it's sometimes with animals you can't take that out of them but with people you can't it's gonna take a long time for me because i've met thousands i'm a good looking guy i know women find me attractive yes many women have been giving you attention lately but they but but then what they don't understand is the these dating i i some of these short quick and these whiplash experiences where they're, they're there, then they're not, or they'll, they'll, you know, you end up spending $150 on a dinner with a woman you never see again and stuff like that. And it's just that those are the wounds from these people. I've met so many people over the years and these dating apps are not helping the ghosting and all the fake profiles and catfishing. And I've been mm-hmm. through it. I could write the book. I should start the dating meetup. I, should, <laughs> I mean, so well let's uh, let's not, have you desensitize not. a little bit more right because you're on the road it's just still rough for you i'll pass to the next person i'll be okay i just need some time i know her, and i it's been a, a, a growth for me so thanks of for, course and this is the you, part of the pain of change thank you for all the kind comments i see the comments in the chat i'll everybody wants to support you lee um and maybe you know yeah, I don't know. You know, you are a sensitive guy. Maybe you do want to consider being in the feminine energy. But right now, don't make any. I'm still I'm with you. I'm supporting you 100 percent. I think, like I said, you did everything you could. We can't control outcomes. You know, we're not God. None of us. I'm not God. None of us are God. So, you know, you have to just do what you think is best and then you know, let the chips fall where they may. That, as I said last week, is the power position is taking that step, not knowing what will happen, but doing it because it's authentic to you. You supported you. You supported, you supported your own desires and wants. And so that was a new thing for you. And that in itself is going to be painful. It also didn't go the way you wanted, and that was triggering. But you're going to bounce back. 
and you're going to use this to build on it. Okay. And I'm not saying you're a feminine guy, Lee. I'm just saying those are feminine traits, feelings. Okay. That's all. Okay. So excellent work. Chris. Hi, Chloe. Hi, welcome. How can I help you? Hello. Um, I have I have two questions. One, what what's your opinion of the Mankind Project and and uh, those kind of men centric um, or men only, I guess, um, kind of catharsis. Yeah, bonding, I know what you mean. The, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so that question, and then the other question I I had, if I can, um, I um, wonder, are do you do marriage counseling for people that have been married for a long time that are kind of looking for somebody to to do that, or yes, do you, okay, yes, so that's your I love that's yeah, your I, profession. Yeah, I love working with couples, um, and in fact, a lot of people have success with me when they haven't had success with previous marriage counselors or, or therapists, um, because this work has an impartiality to it. So the problem with a lot of marriage counseling is one of the partners, often the man doesn't buy into it, but since there's a rubric with this work, I don't have that issue. And so both oh, sexes end up benefiting and it's and it doesn't feel biased do you understand yeah okay yeah, I do. okay okay All so right. regards the mankind project i mean i'm not familiar with that specific project i know what you're talking about and i generally think that you know groups and bonding if it resonates for you go for it um but in my experience some of these male bonding groups tend to be um sort of short and sweet they're like intense and then they end um and they tend to have like a very short shelf life you know it's interesting it's like people are always like you know where's the men's group and i actually think that men now men now are more interested in some of these things because there's been so much change in society and so many things that were acceptable for men to do in the past. They're now being excoriated for, and they don't understand why, and they don't know why the rules have changed and that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they have a usefulness. I think it's a limited usefulness if that's, well, I mean, for this for this group, they have a local chapter in Ventura. They meet um, every other week, and I think there's 20 people more or less that that go regularly. So they know each other, and every meeting they go around and talk about what's going on in their lives. They have some commitments to each other, and then they also do um, kind of a group therapy where people can stand and they there's guided kind of um I don't know if that's called gestalt oh yeah therapy. yeah yeah uh, I know what you mean so that's every that's you can do that every two weeks if you want if there's something that you you need to get they call it there's clearing 
Um, so I don't know. It's it's kind of like you go to th- therapy, but right. it's with a bunch of people and, and people that you know, supposedly. For- so generally men tend to be <clears throat> a little bit more thinking oriented than feeling oriented, which is one of the reasons why some of these groups aren't very long lived. Um, but if it's resonating with you, you know, check it out. You just have to be, you know, these issues are sensitive. And I think you just have to be careful. Um, sometimes getting the wrong advice from the wrong person at the wrong time can, can be a bad thing. And so I just say, tread lightly, you know? Um, because even people with licenses and credentials, I told a story recently about a very well-known psychiatrist who, um, we were very excited to meet and turned out to just be a total POS, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really familiar with his work. I just knew that he was well-known. So I, in that sense, it wasn't like a, a disillusionment about the person's work, but, you know, go resonate, see what your intuition's telling you. If you get something out of it, great. Um, but some, you know, just know that, you know, some of these groups can also be a little bit culty. I don't do cult, you know, but there are some people out here doing cult. And so you just have to be cognizant of that too. Okay. Okay. So I just say tread lightly, but if it, if it helps you go for it. Okay, good. Thank you. Good. You are welcome. You are so welcome. Okay. Okay, Susan. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Susan. How can I help you? Yeah, um, it's kind of uh, getting current. Plus, I do have a couple questions about dating. Um, I was doing pretty well as far as getting dates with quality men uh, when I joined a particular online dating site. And then after about four months, it kind of trickled down to nothing. So then I kind of got discouraged and I went off the sites for a month or two. And um, that wasn't really doing it. Uh, was kind of worse because then there was no one right. to go out with. Okay. So then I decided to rejoin. It's like, oh, so now I'm getting, um, I like getting that attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm, well, we'll see. I, this time though, I kind of learned that doing like the video chats or the FaceTime is good before you meet. I mean, I always used to do a phone call. Well, now I start doing this video chat thing. I've done that a couple of times because it's an additional filter before you spend your time and energy actually meeting someone in person. Right. Good. So I like that. And if they don't want to do it, then I figure, well, you know, <laughs> what are they hiding or why right. Why not? So right. Right. I like that. Um, I guess I'm a little unsure because um maybe i'm not being quite picky enough um 
like with appearance or fitness or whatever, because, but I guess I'll find out. Yeah. I mean, and that's hard the, to see on a video chat. Oh, that's a good point too. You know, you can't like see someone's yeah. body and some people don't look good on camera either. So, yeah, but it's nice to just well, get a basic visual and then, you know, you're t- dealing with a real person. So I understand that. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Oh, before I, I had a lot of, uh, deal breaker filters, mm-hmm. which, um, I liked, I thought it served me well. I didn't have as many, but that was fine with me. I don't like to spend a lot of time swiping. I just want right. the right guys. I didn't care about how many dates. So, um, this time I don't have as many and, um, well, we'll see. I guess that's something I can just sort of play with. Yeah, you can play with it. I mean, you know, that's, you know, one kind of like a drawback of the dating apps is sometimes those filters filter out people that you might be interested in, you know, because we're not always yeah. great at predicting. So, yeah, definitely play mm. with it and see. I I recently had a client who had done kind of what you did, put a lot of deal breaker filters on. Then same thing, wasn't really getting people, took a whole bunch of them off and then met somebody so yeah and she likes him like one you know they're in a relation they they just got into a relationship so um you know maybe yeah so play with it a little but she i know she was like she was like well this time i put this age range and this time i didn't put an age range and this time i you know so she was Mm -hmm. experimenting yeah so question um, i do Okay, so yeah, the first part of the question was about the deal breaker thing. Okay. And the second part is I did a face FaceTime with a guy a couple nights ago. And on you know, reading his profile and his pictures sounded great, you know, just like he has great character, it sounded like he likes to travel, he's active. Um and then with the face thing, it's like, I don't know. He looks a little, I'm not sure. Not not as attractive as I would like. Maybe not as fit. Looks a little old. And so I'm like, but he still sounds like a great guy. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give him a date, right? And just kind of see. Or am I? Yes. Give him a chance. That's because what I thought you'd you say. You want to be in the yeah. feminine and feminine yeah. energy picks with their ears, not with their eyes. So if you're liking what yep. you're hearing, go. Oh, I do. Okay. Then I go. like how he talks. The conversation flowed. He still seems like a great guy. It's just, I'm not sure about the attraction piece, but I think I'd actually have to meet him to see yeah. if that works out. A hundred percent. And like the story I just told, you might have to kiss him to find out yeah but if you're getting a lot of the other things i think it's definitely worth a shot okay that's what i need to hear because i i don't want to like lead him on but we haven't even met so i don't think you're leading somebody on and and i truly might like this guy so and good yeah you know i can look beyond the fact that hey we're aging and this and that that's really hard 
for me to find any guys in my age range that I'm attracted to because, because of that, that mm -hmm. some people we aren't aging that well. Youth is so <laughs> yeah. fleeting. We're very yeah. prejudiced towards youth in this culture. Yes. So, it's part of the epi scripting. Yeah. So, okay, give it a shot. Yeah. I think I think I'm and there's been a couple other guys too that are very surprised that I sent them a like. And um I think I'm I feel like, you know, I, I want to give that chance and I want and I might be on to something, you know, that's like, I'm not going for the male model. I think you are on to something. Why don't you be the pretty yeah. one? Yeah. You know, true too. They're yeah. Appreciative. Yeah. They're like, exactly. Wow. I know. The guy said to me, he goes, when we did the face thing, he's like, wow, you're beautiful. Just like your pictures <laughs> or something like Aww, that. Oh, that's so nice. Good. Yeah. And you know, so. I mean, everybody wants to be with somebody attractive, but I can tell you from experience mm -hmm. that a lot of these extremely good looking people, they tend to be liabilities because yes. everyone wants them, you know? Yep. And so there's just a lot more opportunity there. Yeah. Um, my experience with my ex-boyfriend was that, yeah, yeah, he liked all that attention and so he would never, he can't commit to one <laughs> right, because right. he doesn't want to give up all that attention. All those strokes he's getting. Right. So I yep. love this shift for you and mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear what happens. Okay, great. Thanks, Chloe. Yay. You are so welcome. And you guys know you can ask questions also about other people's work as well. Um, in addition to your own questions. Okay. Um, wait, Susan, did you have another question? No? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna... Okay, Luke... Hello, Susan, or I'm sorry, Chloe, can you hear me? <laughs> That's okay. Hi, Luke, how can I help you? <laughs> hi, hi, first time here. Thank you, Susan. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. Yes, good to be here. Uh, so much good stuff um, in what was shared. I will be referring back to it in what I've got to share. Um, the first thing I want to say is I'm looking for homework. That's my intention. I love homework and I love everything I'm hearing so far. Um, so I'm just going to put that up front. I'm, I'm looking for expertise and feedback here. Um, I think the crux of where I'm at right now is really dating apps versus meeting in person. So to give a little background, I'm 28, white guy in Ventura, six foot two, 170 pounds, skinny on the skinnier side, still rather fit, kind of in touch with the feminine side, a little more averse to my masculine side, but really comfortable with both parts of myself, I think. And I've grown a lot more comfortable over the years. Um, I started really dating very seriously in 2010. I had two relationships in high school that were both cultivated through speech and debate um, in Ventura. And I took a really kind of, I'd say, passive role. I was shy, super anxious. And the 
women, girls back then took more of an interest in me. And I've really yeah. held on to that script the whole time, really. I want the beautiful woman to come in, take the masculine role and sweep me off my feet. And I'll be masculine when and where and, you know, when I have to be. But I get scared and fearful of overstepping, as Lee brought up. I've dealt with very, very harsh rejection. Um, and I don't want to dive too deep into the trauma bombing here, but I completely hear you, Lee. I've been there. I've spoken with a person for a long time and got the eye of a partner. The look in your, the look in her eyes, I completely hear that. So that's part of my script that I'm working on. Um, but then from 2016 to 2023, I've had five different partners that were all through different dating apps. And you name it, I probably tried it as far as dating apps go. Um, I could list what, like 10 or more of them I've used. They've all gotten me different experiences with different partners. But ultimately, I'm at a point now, as Susan brings up, where it's really my pickiness filter kicking into rather high gear, especially in a spiritual context, especially in a spiritual context. So what I mean by that is, as Susan brings up, I don't want to filter everyone out by saying, oh, I need a bodhisattva incarnate, right? I don't want to say that. But at the same time, I want to say, look, I've been around the block. I can name the names. I've, you know, I could talk about my visions and on and on. I, you know, um, I don't want to cre create duality. I don't want to, I don't want to represent and reproject any spiritual arrogance. But at the same time, I feel that a need of mine in a relationship is a person with a spiritual vocabulary Very good. and experience. Yes. And that's so new for me. It's so new for me just to say that because one of the hugest scripts that I've been carrying this whole time is the woman I've loved are so amazing and beautiful and perfect and divine. I'll never find someone even as good as them, let alone someone better than them. So again, I'm reprojecting duality into it. I'm saying- so Why did those relationships end? I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. They ended in large part out of a fundamental lack of self-love as I understood it. No, but I've like, also, did you break up with them? The day oh, I've, you? Uh, you name it, I've been through it. I've cheated, I've been cheated on. Okay. I've broken up, I've been broken up with. I, you know, I've had a great diversity of re being the rejector versus being rejected versus I'm just thinking the if these girls yeah. were so great, why not like, find them well, again one of them yeah this dinner. is th th this is exactly okay great question so the way i dive into this then is with a person like ajashanti and mukti uh ajashanti and mukti met as part of their spiritual practice they met while they're both you know i i don't want to say convent i'm forgetting the word for it they both met as part of their practice they were both you know undergoing the rituals and period of the uh, buddhist okay. expression right. and and so on right so then I look at that script and I go, I want that. I want deep spiritual love. At the same time, I have this inner script that contrasts it with someone like Yuji Krishnamurti. Yuji Krishnamurti in the level of, you know, his biological state, the natural state he describes, he says when he attained this state, he found there were, you know, hundreds of other humans like this. But in his estimation, from what I've read so far of his book, The Natural State, it's not something you may see every day. Now, I've ha I have heard other people say you have hundreds of soulmates. Okay, mm -hmm. beautiful. Absolutely. That's quite a lovely thing. But the crux of where I'm at now is this distinction between meeting in person, you know, uh, surrendering and letting 
the divine or whatever whisk me off my feet and just abnegating all personal will and responsibility, which I don't want to do. I don't see, I, I don't entirely want to leave it like that because mm -hmm. I do have a strong masculine active side. So my masculine active side leaves me, leads me back into dating apps. Now right. dating apps, I'm trying to cast the right net. I'm trying to be not picky. I'm trying to have standards and needs and make those needs met and known and felt. And yet when okay. I try and do that, just recently, for example, there was this girl, the conversation went well, we were going to have a date. And then she said, okay, can we do a rain check? I'll meet next week. My friend got a ticket to a festival. And this was a good time for me to say, okay, you've given me a good, so to speak, way out here. Because in the conversation she had, she referred to the local Ventura surf scene as quote unquote gay, not meaning, oh, all the men and women are gay, but meaning gay in a pejorative sense. Right. And I, I noticed her say that, but I thought, oh, I have fresh eyes. I don't need to be offended, blah, blah, blah. But then what she said left me a chance to just say, OK, no, no, thanks. I'm not a rescheduled kind of person. You're either in it 100 percent or you're not. I think that's this... pretty harsh for the first date. I mean, sometimes... well, uh, yeah, that's exactly, you know. Okay, so, exactly okay, so let me problem. interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. Okay, you've yes, given me a lot of info and I have had thank a you. lot of ideas already. So, which do you want more in your relationship? Do you want your feelings cherished or do you want your thoughts respected? Everybody wants both. But in the in an awkward situation, in a conflict, which is more important to you? Hello? Oh, you muted yourself. Okay. I'm <laughs> like, you're really thinking about it there. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. I was. Um, okay. Okay. Can you explain that question? Okay. Do you want, look, everybody wants both, but when we have a conflict or there's an awkward situation, it's helpful, like first dates, it's helpful for you to understand which is more important for you. Because if you and I are having a fight and I come at you with all my thoughts and feelings, where are you? You have to be a zero and I'm a 10. So the idea behind this complementary energy, this complementary communication, also known as conscious communication, because it's the balance of feminine and masculine energy, is that you take up one side and I take up the complementary side. Those are the most successful relationships. Otherwise, we have a struggle for if I'm taking thoughts and you're taking thoughts, then we have a struggle for control. If I'm taking feelings and you're taking feelings, then we have a struggle for sympathy and who's who's crying more. OK, that's like if you've ever noticed when you have a conflict with someone and you go, you hurt my feelings. And then they go, well, you hurt my feelings. Then then what happens? Nothing. Right. Right. right? So this helps you. Resolve these conflicts and actually avoid conflicts. And in our society, we tend to be, just as a result of living here on earth, we tend to get thrown out of balance. And one side, especially if we're having trouble in relationships, it's usually because we're dystonic or one side has been somewhat neglected in our own self, right? Like I said in the beginning, it's all about really, it's this work is all about energy and ultimately about the relationship that you have with yourself, because even if I'm in a marriage, I still am waking up with myself every day, right? right? 
And the loneliest feeling is when you desert yourself, right? When you go against yourself. And as children, we often have to do that because we have to attach to the people that own the refrigerator. It's a matter of survival. But as grownups, we don't have to do that. We can be authentic. And that's one of the big differences between being a child and being a grownup. So if you're in a conflict with somebody, what do you want to have happen? Do you want your thoughts respected or your feelings cherished? I, I would rather have my thoughts respected. Okay. Um, So that's the masculine role. Okay. So that means you are going to be, I'm giving you homework. You're going (laughs) to be flirting in person five days a week. Okay. Oh my God. That's my nightmare. Flirting in person five days a week. Yes. Oh, I love it. Wow. That is perfect. (laughs) Wow. And Four of those are going to be just in the course of your day, whatever you're doing. If you're walking your dog, if you're going to the supermarket, if you're getting your coffee, if you see someone you like, you're going to give her five seconds of eye contact and smile. Oh, goodness. And if she returns that, that's the sign you know you can make your approach. Lee brought up something very interesting that he hadn't brought up before because we've been following the saga of this, um, him asking out this girl on the date. And I didn't know this before, but he said he never got the eye contact. Uh, Okay. And so this girl, if she has a partner, is probably not going to be giving eye contact to strange men or other single men. Right. I see. I see. Um, So you've got to look that eye contact is your green flag to approach. Okay. Okay. Now, one day a week, I want you to plant yourself somewhere and just, you you know, you can play with it a little, but go somewhere where you like the, you know, you like the girls who are there and you think you might be able to meet somebody and bring a book or your phone or whatever, stay 45 minutes to an hour. And that way, if somebody comes in and you like them, you have a chance to, you know, ask them to sit down, buy them a coffee, you know, get the, give them a handkerchief, whatever it is. And the good thing about that is if you start going to a regular spot, you'll start getting to know people and seeing them regularly. And that's always easier to ask, like Lee did with this karaoke thing. It's always easier to ask somebody out from after they've known you. That's why people do well when they date people that they got to know at work, because you get to know somebody without all that pressure, right, of making dates and all that. Okay, so that's going to be your one day a week. And then your other four days are going to be those flirts on the move. So that's five flirts a week. You are going to meet people this way. Now, um, are you, you know, when you make your approach, you don't need to be too labored about it. You know, just do something obvious, say something cherishing because you want your thoughts respected you're going to be cherishing her feelings, you know? So if you see a girl that you like, you've had the eye contact and smile, for example, let's say you're sitting in a Starbucks and you notice that she's shivering and the door's open, you might get up and close the door and say, hey, I noticed you were shivering. You know, that would be cherishing her feelings, right? How do you feel? Things like that. So it takes a little practice to really understand Um what respecting your thoughts and cherishing your feelings means but that's you know that's for you to sort of explore so try these five flirts a week if you want to get off the dating apps for now 
because it's too confusing, do so. You know, I, I really think meeting in person is a lot more effective. I do have clients and I know people who've met people on apps. Um, but if you're only going to do one, do the in real life. Right, right, right. You know, and there's a lid for every pot. So I know rejection is discouraging, but it's part of the game. It happens like 80% of the time, at least, you know, and you could be reject. You know, the thing is, is to not take it personally because the person rejecting you doesn't know you. It just means you're not aligned. Lee and that girl aren't aligned because she's already got somebody, you know, it's not personal to him. He's not an asshole. I know he's, he said that the look was bad, but I also know that he's bringing some energy to that look and some scripting to that you know what i'm saying so if a homeless if if somebody on the street throws a rock at your car you're not going to take it personally right right (laughs) somebody i was driving on the farmer's market the other day i came too close to a woman on her bike and she yelled at me do you want to die today bitch oh my goodness um i laugh i mean (laughs) i just i don't even know you why would that hurt my feelings? You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, yeah. But it could if you're, you know what I'm saying? If I was in a triggered moment or if I was, you know, thinking about something or whatever, that might have hit me and really hurt me. I don't, you know, it's possible. So I'm just saying any, you know, try to be aware of what is actually happening. Like what I'm saying is in Lee's situation, he wasn't really rejected. The girl has a boyfriend. Right. You know, so it's just like, it's nobody, someone rejects you, they're not threatening your personhood. They're not saying you don't have a right to walk the earth. They're just. I I, 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 I so hear that. I'm kind of looking at, you know, as Lee brought up, I'm, um, there's, if I'm in, I feel I might be in a similar kind of place. There's this cute girl at the Ventura Buddhist temple, and I've been seeing her quite a bit. The hesitation, my inner scripting is saying, well, if you ask her out and make that move, you might ruin it for her, right? You might ruin the experience ruin what? going there. But by, by making a move, ru- ruin her enjoyment, ruin her happiness, her spiritual connection, whatever it may be. No. <laughs> I don't oh. know. I mean, you're literally saying that your presence, that you're asking her out, that you're basically giving her that compliment is going to ruin her experience. I think you're taking too yeah. much responsibility on. You okay. don't even really know this person. Right. And that why why would she you know, and that sounds very scripty to me because it's like, why would you assume that she ought that you are that your presence is a burden? That's a childhood message. Yeah. Some of us have been taught as children that merely our presence is a yeah. burden. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what I'm hearing there. Yeah. So yeah. just know that that's a scripted message and proceed regardless. You know okay. what I'm saying? It's not like okay. we get to a place where we don't have fear or insecurities. It's just that we're like, oh, okay, that's irrational. I'm just going to ask her out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, thank let me you. know how it thank goes. You. I'm going to wrap it up now. Okay. Um. Thank you guys for coming. I usually do this for an hour. I will put my credentials back in here. 
You guys can also get a recording of this meeting um, in on YouTube or the podcast, and you can reach out if you have questions, um, if they're little questions. But a lot of times people are reaching out now lately with pretty meaty questions, which is fine. It's just, I want you guys to understand, then we have to set up a session. If I can't a- ask answer quickly, then we have to set up a session. But I will set that barrier. You don't have to worry about reaching out you can do so. Um, so yeah, we can set up a session. We can talk next week. Um, I look forward to hearing from you and to everybody doing their homework. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye.